0: Welcome to this podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. First, I want to wish you all a very happy Christmas. I hope that you will get all the rest and relaxation that you need and that as you move into the new year, you will know God's peace in your heart. And secondly, I want to thank you all for joining me in this podcast and for being with me over the last few years as I've created them. I've really valued the fact that you take the time to listen and I've really valued the feedback that you give me. I don't take it for granted that you will listen to these podcasts. There's so many podcasts out there that you could choose, so I feel very privileged that you take the time to join me on a regular basis. So thank you. Okay, so let's get down to thinking about our passage for today, which is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. The story of the wise men coming to Jesus. There can be few passages of the Bible that have become as misrepresented as this one has throughout history. The pictures that many of us have of this story are so different from the real thing. Often the characters involved are represented as kings, but of course they are astrologers. And these astrologers, these wise men, are given names. Caspar, Melchior and Balthazar. But there's no mention of that in the original story. But if we go back to the simplicity of the story as it's written in the Bible... We can learn of God and our own spiritual journey and our response to Jesus, the Christ child. And for me, it speaks of three very different responses that we can make. So let's have a look at them. The first response we see is in King Herod, a response of anger and rejection Herod had reigned as king in Palestine for nearly 40 years and he wasn't called Herod the Great for nothing. He was the only ruler in Palestine ever to have kept peace and stability in that region. He was a brilliant architect and builder, a man of great vision. But there was one deep flaw in his character. He could be very suspicious and couldn't tolerate others rivaling his power and he was paranoid about people plotting against him. So when the three visitors from the east arrived looking for the king of the Jews, we can just imagine his reaction. There's only one king of the Jews. No one's taking that title from Herod. So in his anger and paranoia, he decides to get rid of all the babies aged two and younger in the area of Bethlehem. The very thought of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, made him angry. He rejected any notion that another person could have power and dominion over him. And it's not so unusual for the mention of the name Jesus to make people angry. Perhaps you've mentioned Jesus in a conversation and been taken aback by the overreaction of hostility that you've then faced. And often that hostility and anger stems from a bad experience of church or Christians in the past, which then gets projected onto their view of Jesus. For us too, maybe there have been occasions in our own lives when we felt angry at Jesus perhaps when events have taken a turn for the worst or someone we love has become seriously ill or died. The pain in our lives has been so intense that we've doubted our experience of God and have rejected the very idea of faith in him. So like King Herod, one response to Jesus is to feel angry and to reject him, reject the claim of lordship that he makes over our lives. The second response to Jesus is that of the chief priests and the teachers of the law and their response is one of apathy and non-committal. King Herod goes to the chief priests and teachers of the law for advice. Where will the Messiah be born he asks them and they know the answer. It's all there in the scriptures. The Messiah will be born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. So what would you expect from these great religious leaders You'd expect in the next verse to read of them all hurrying off to Bethlehem themselves to greet the Messiah they've been waiting for. But no, they give Herod the answer he needs and then they get back on with their own lives, untroubled and unconcerned with the news they've received. How many people do we know who know the facts about Jesus in their heads but don't recognise him as king in their hearts? How often do we know in our heads what God wants from us but we become apathetic and refuse to sit under his lordship over us. Apathy and being unprepared to make a commitment to God is a very real spiritual malaise. Sir Herod rejected Jesus. The teachers of the law remained apathetic about Jesus. But there is a third way, which is the way of the visitors from the east. And that way is to accept Jesus and to worship God as a result. It seems to me that this story is a beautiful parable of the journey of faith that we all go through as we move into a deeper experience of God as Christians. The story of the visitors from the east is a four-stage journey from the head to the heart. First, they study the facts. Their journey of faith began with them asking questions. They're astrologers. They study the stars and when they see a strange star in the sky, they ask themselves questions about it. Second, They know that the only way to get an answer is to set out on a journey. But that journey involves risk. They have to come to the court of the king and risk their lives to find out about Jesus. But their desire for truth is stronger than their fear. Third, they come into the presence of Jesus and they worship. And part of their worship is to offer him gifts. Theirs is a sacrificial worship that is prepared to give as well as to receive. And then, finally, they make their way back home, back to their everyday lives, not leaving Jesus behind, but taking the experience of their encounter with them. And there's that lovely touch in verse 12, which says that they went back by another road, inspired by God in a dream. And it's true for all of us that once we meet with Jesus, we do take another road. Life is never the same again. And it's true too that it's under the guidance of God that our route is chosen for us. So in the response of the Eastern visitors to Jesus, we see our very own journey of faith. Starting with questions in the mind, setting out on a journey which will inevitably involve risk and vulnerability, but a journey that leads us to the Christ child where we'll give him all that we have to offer. And then God sends us out, inspiring us and guiding us in the way to go. A new journey with the experience of Christ in our hearts, the way of worship and adoration, the way God chooses for us. And so, in this remarkable story, stripped of the tinsel and the imaginary names, we find the most basic of Christian truths. Every one of us is confronted with the Christ child today, and we need to make a response. Will we be like King Herod and reject Jesus? Will we be like the chief priests and the teachers of the law and remain lost in apathy? Or will we be like the visitors from the East and step out on a journey of faith? A difficult journey, not without questions and doubts, not without personal difficulties, not without sacrificial actions, but a journey that leads to Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Saviour. A journey that takes us on a new road, a new direction under God's guidance and within his grace, and love, and compassion. So I hope that you found this podcast useful, and thank you for being with me today. 2021 has been a tough year for us all, hasn't it? And we pray that 2022 will be a better one. So I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas, and a peaceful new year. And I look forward to being back with you again after the Christmas holidays. So in the meantime, stay safe and well. And be assured of God's love for you. His love revealed most fully through the person of Jesus Christ, his son, our saviour. Happy Christmas everyone. Bye bye. (laughs)